0: What's up, everybody? It is the Zero Chance Podcast. I am Brady Phelps, and I am joined, as always, by Rick Romero. How are you, buddy? I'm doing great. I also am doing great. I'm you know, very happy to be here, very excited.
1: I mean, I've been here for the past, like, half hour just <laughs> bro, crazy, nonstop, <laughs> okay. so I'm like, waiting for you.
0: You are not. You're a liar. Um, you did not. You just sent out a tweet to the Twitter sphere. Telling them that you were sitting waiting around for old McGillicuddy, I believe is what you <laughs> called me. <laughs> old Which, late guy McGillicuddy. Yeah, after uh, a steady run of three straight weeks of you being very, very, very late. Um, I was actually not Whoa. late today. Yes, Whoa. very, 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 very. Combined over two hours, the combined lateness of your three weeks.
1: That was two
0: weeks. It was three.
1: I was on time week one. No, uh, barely. Two and three were late um, and late. late. And then and late. four was late. not late. Yes, four was late. No, it wasn't. This late. is your
0: first one that you've even been on time for. No. Even Randy, you were a little late. No. And uh I think that this one, you I was I just a creature of habit, you know. I assumed you'd be so I rolled up early and, and just sat in my car.
1: That's the same thing that I did for last week's No, episode.
0: you're a liar. You rolled in late and then continued to sat in your sat then continued to sat then continued to sit in your car. While did I was I on the phone, did I say that? No, you didn't. Oh gosh, I don't. <laughs> I uh, uh, all right, you, my little valley girlfriend. You don't say like. I don't say literally, okay. Unless I really, really literally mean it, but I don't. I don't. I don't want to say that word unless it's really you know poignant and, and necessary. Yeah, yeah. Changes the sentence. Yeah. Because I just would flippantly say it as we discussed, and then I'd go. And I get so angry, and I don't. So I don't want to do yeah. that. Yeah. Um, talk to me about what you've been up to since last time we hung out. Oh, what have I been up to? Um, you built some stuff at your house or something? <laughs> yeah. I have some closets. Didn't you just do some closets? I did. I got okay. a couple closets put
1: in was, my, my house. I
0: was trying to help you remember what you did, because <laughs> I remember you said you made some closets. It's pretty snazzy. You know? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I can't make a closet, so yeah. I feel like you yeah. should be proud of that. I,
1: I am pretty proud.
0: Good. Yeah. You should be.
1: Still have it after all these years.
0: That's impressive. I, I I had my son do something very impressive yesterday, at least I thought. Um, it was, the poor little guy was not feeling so hot. Um, so we cuddled up on the couch and watched a movie, which I did, you know, peel away for a little bit to uh, watch Tiger. But we'll get back to that in a sec. And he said, Daddy, I want to fly kite. And I said, all right, buddy. That sounds like fun. Uh, there's a little problem. There's no wind, and you need wind to fly kites. And uh, you know, he said, um, yeah. And he sat there for all you could see his wheels turning, you know. And he goes, Daddy, I got an idea. I said, All right, what's your idea? He goes, What if we go outside and you bring the leaf blower and we make this kite fly?
1: That's smart. I know. He's (laughs) six.
0: And I said I said, buddy, that is the craziest and most amazing idea I've ever heard. And uh so we did it. We went outside and Um, you know, as you run around, my daughter was helping too, but as you run around the, you know, the kite, obviously wind or not, it picks up steam. If you can, you know, run fast enough and, uh, and then he would get under it and, you know, get that thing cranking. But if it it actually was surprisingly, um, it would, it would create more downward force. It would actually like, it would be so much wind on it that it would shove it down. So it was kind of counterproductive. Yeah. But it was still it's almost su- like a weapon at that point. Yeah, I mean yeah. it was still super fun to watch. Yeah, speaking of weapons, there was one time where my son had the kite and my daughter was manning the <laughs> leaf blower out in the front yard, and he ran by her with the kite and the string wrapped her legs as he was sprinting by and com- totally sliced her. Ooh. Yeah, like like almost looked like a little knife cut on the back of her legs. Ouch. Yeah, I felt really bad because yeah. I was like, shake it off, like it'll grow back. Let's go. You know, yeah. and, and I looked down, I was like, oh gee. Like I mean, it wasn't like you need stitches yeah. or anything, but yeah. it was it was a pretty deep cut. But kites are dangerous. Yeah, yeah, That's kites are saying. dangerous. Yeah, a little bit. So, did anything else this weekend? What'd you get up to?
1: Uh, not much this weekend. I was a little under the weather, so kind of kind of played it easy this weekend.
0: I find that um, having some adult beverages really really helps if you're feeling under the weather. You yeah. just you just rally right through it. Yeah. That's kind of my my go to. And that's yeah. exactly what I did on Friday night when I wasn't feeling that great. <laughs> uh, my buddy, my buddy, Tommy, uh, Tommy, it was his birthday's coming up. So he was doing a little pre celebration. So uh, shout out to Gibbs and his birthday. But we he said, you know, meet me down at Water Bar. And I'd never been to Water Bar. So I said, sweet. So grabbed an Uber, hopped in and uh, and I pulled up to it. and I looked up and it said Mavericks. And that is the brand new place uh, on Garnett in PB that used to be PB Bar and Grill. Oh, yeah. This place is enormous. It has like six different bars in it. Uh And when they said Water Bar to me, in my head, I was like, oh, the new bar I've never been to before. I'll go there. And I pulled up and it was Mavericks. (laughs) And I was like, "Um, where's Water Bar? And then I remembered uh, I run on the boardwalk every once in a while with uh, old Gavin. And um, it's the old. I love Gavin. Oh, now you're gonna and after he called you out on Twitter for saying mean things. Hey, about him?
1: I told him that I lashed out after he ditched me at the soccer's game the other night. So,
0: which, when you say ditched, you just meant like he went home with his children after like the third quarter, and you got yeah, angry about it. it
1: Wasn't even the after the third quarter. It was like the beginning of the third quarter. He's probably. an
0: adult with children, and he's trying to be a good parent. I, maybe, I know, I know. maybe you should show the man a little respect. I mean, like I, anyway, I, I we know
1: you become a Dodger fan when you become a parent, though. I, yeah. It doesn't make any sense at all.
0: You're going to come back and listen to that. You're they gonna leave wonder what you mean. early. Oh. They leave
1: games early. That's okay. what I'm saying.
0: Anyway, Water yeah. Bar. It's Joe's Crab Shack. Oh. The old one, right on the water in PB. Oh, they, yeah, They yeah. knocked it. It's next door to Shore Club, uh-huh. and so they knocked it out. It's, kinda, it's upscale. It's nice. It's cool. Is that and where uh, you're
1: wearing the uh, Dumb and Dumber outfits?
0: No, oh, no. That was good. So that, uh, my kids go to PB Elementary School, and the dads, uh, this is the second annual... It's a fundraiser for the school. It's a horseshoe tournament, and so me and my buddy J Dot, um, we went. We entered the thing, the two of us, to play some horseshoes we never played before. I mean, I've you know I've thrown horseshoes from time to time over yeah. the course of my life, but I've never like played a real round of horseshoes. Yeah. Have you? Uh, I have actually. Okay, that makes one of us. Yeah, until, my parents
1: used to have a little uh, horseshoe pit. Oh, there
0: you yeah. probably would have killed it at the PB Elementary uh, yeah. uh, fundraiser. not too good because I mean I you know. I feel like I've got a little bit of athleticism I can rely on when it comes to throwing things so I did that um and it was fine but we um yeah so it was just we I don't know we decided I was like hey I got these dumb and dumber onesies in fact you I think were the one that told me that those were at target years ago <laughs> I think I did like yeah. years ago yeah and I went by I saw them there I yeah. got them. I got one for me and one for my brother Garrett and Garrett left his at my house he he lives in Ventura and uh so he le- you know left it at my house and so I said Jada, I was like hey I got these things you want to dress up and he's like It's not a dress-up thing. like It's not like a costume party. And I'm like, yeah, I know. He's like, sweet, let's do it. I was like, oh, hey, we should get some cowboy hats too. So we wore cowboy hats, and we wore Dumb and Dumber blue and orange tuxedo onesies. Nice. And uh, we proceeded to finish, I believe, 20th out of 24 teams. (laughs) We didn't even make it to the round of 16. In fairness to us, we didn't understand the rules in the beginning. It was not a matter of if you won or lost. It was a matter of, like, speed fire. How many points can you get? And they would rally them up at the end so the first round we won seven to six we're like sweet we're one and we're tied with everybody and they're like nah, dude everybody else has 21 points to one you have seven oh, so geez. that really that really hurt us in the yeah. end what can he do but yeah we did that and then that uh that was on saturday and i rolled home hung out with the kids parented some and then i had a buddy brian lee 40th birthday hopped into a party bus haven't done one of those in quite some time and uh kept the cowboy hat on then put nicer clothes on yeah Almost a Canadian tux- tuxedo. Oh, you know, you, yeah, because yeah, yeah. you had jeans, and I did. You know, I don't. Is the chambray chambray? It's like a, that kind of like a bluish is. material. I don't know if it's a material or a color. To be honest, it's like, I think it's a it's a uh, like a, a type of the pattern maybe. Okay. I don't, I don't know. I don't really know. It or looks like almost like from a distance, it looks like a blue denim shirt, yeah. but it's not. If you come up and feel it, it's like a blue dress shirt that's made up. I might not even be saying the word right. Chambray. I don't even know. I'm not going to take the time to Google it either. Yeah. Because I don't really care. Anyway, almost a Canadian tuxedo, cowboy hat, party bus went out to a distillery in Vista, like right down the street from uh, Mother Earth. Okay. And uh, we 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 danced our little hearts out, party the night away. It was wonderful. And uh, had a blast and hit the party bus on the way home and it, it was super fun. It was a, it was kind of a, uh, kind of a long weekend for, for your boy. Cause yeah. Friday night and then Saturday morning, cracking a couple Mls during the uh, horseshoe tournament and then going late into. It was not a normal weekend for me when yeah. it comes to uh, alcohol. It's consumption. not a normal week either now
1: because we normally record our podcasts on Tuesdays. Yes. We're recording on Monday now. Mo-
0: yes. Is this going to be released on Monday night or Tuesday morning? This will be released Monday night. My boy. Nice Monday work. Monday night. Yeah, so night. we're mixing it up. Mixing it up. We're actually back at one week after doing our grand announcement <laughs> that Thunderhawk is our new headquarters home. We decided to tell them, just kidding, we can't come on Tuesday. So we're hitting up Balesmith, um today, Monday, because they had a prior engagement. Uh, but... Would you like to share with the crowd why we are not going to be on Tuesday recording?
1: Because I'm going to the happiest place on earth tomorrow.
0: That's right. Disneyland. I love me some Disneyland. Why?
1: I mean, because I have to work at Disneyland, right? Yeah. That yeah. doesn't sound like a likely story. I have to, to work. They have a food and wine festival and, you know, I just have to sample everything and... Let the masses know how the food and wine is. It's probably not going to be wa- boxed wine, though.
0: <laughs> I love me some boxed <laughs> wine. Um, so that means you're actually not going to be at Disney At least not the whole day. You're going to be a California Adventure. They don't yeah, unless so you're at Club 33. They don't do any booze yeah, yeah, at Disneyland. Yeah, yeah agreed. Yeah. yeah. So
1: I will be a dual at park hopper. Yeah, you do. Park hopper.
0: Guys. Park hopper. Gosh. Get to go back. I love forth. my. I mean, I loved as a kid going to Disneyland. I have so many memories as a child going there on the reg and it is some of the greatest memories of my life but i'm telling you bringing my children there um i think they were maybe three and five the first time i took them now they're six and eight and the joy that you get from watching your own children re-experience disneyland for the first time yeah is i mean I, i can't even really begin to put it to words like somehow i enjoyed watching them in that magical place and and experience everything just the grandness of it all and seeing the characters that, they, you know, we've watched Disney movies growing up and just watching it all unfold it, to me as a as a dad, it was so much more special than it ever was to me as a kid going. And that was the most special thing that I did as a kid. You know, like that was so much fun going to the family to Disneyland and whoever could see the Matterhorn first on the freeway got to ride on my dad's shoulders <laughs> through the tunnel. And like, you know, it was like between me and my siblings and it was just super fun, man. So anyway, I'm pumped for you. Yeah. Um, It's going to be rad. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. I'm just glad you were the first one to force us to have to change our normally regularly scheduled time. I know. Little do you know that I would have also (laughs) (laughs) had to reschedule (laughs) as well. I didn't tell you this. I'm going to the goals game on Tuesday night. nice. Nice. Yeah. I'm stoked.
1: So we have a lot to report on when when we come back next week because I'm also going to spring training this weekend.
0: Oh, okay. That's good. And I got a little guys trip this weekend where I'm going with a bunch of my boys up to... Uh, Newport Beach. Oh, nice. Yeah, a little bro romance weekend. Bromance. Brocation? Yeah. yeah. Brocation's probably. Have you ever
1: been out to spring training?
0: What? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Are you kidding me? You <laughs> clown? We did blocker stake over there. Oh, Brady yeah. Phelps lob shots <laughs> to That's Peter Gammon. Right. Are you right. kidding me that you just no, made that like, mistake on on the you, podcast? Have you ever
1: gone besides that?
0: I have been twice to spring training. Training? <laughs> Twining and I think both of them were for
1: bloggers take it. Yeah, both okay. of them are. Okay. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So that is I had never I had never been before. Oh, nice. One random thing, it's not the same by any means. But I um it, it just made me think of it when you're thinking of kinda of like guys you know, you see a lot of guys in spring training, obviously that haven't yet made it to the pros. Yeah. Certainly the pro team is there as well. But yeah Um I used to when we were kids we used to vacation in Palm Springs and they had the Palm Springs Angels. It was like fill in the blank a i don't even remember yeah whether it was single double triple i have no idea i'm sure again i could google it but i haven't so but we would go there and we would watch these you know and you're right up close it's like it's a small it's like a little league field with bleachers you know around the sides and you're like you can you could go and put your fingers on the chain link where the players are in the dugout and just be like hi and they're like hey kid and like the outfield's open like a fence doesn't even go all the way back out you uh-huh. can just go walk onto the field if you wanted yeah. and um, and I remember doing that as a kid and I was I don't know I, I could probably do the math on I think I was about 10 or 11 years old and uh, we were, the Angels were, were playing the Mariners I was going to say we the home, the home team you know I was going to cheer for the home team whatever so as a kid, we're cheering for the Angels. My grandfather was an usher for the. He was a pr- principal, retired. He ushered for the Angels. So as a kid, we would buy, you know, like nosebleed seats, and then we'd run down to Grandpa's section, and we would, you know, sit at Angel games. So, uh, so anyway, we we're there, and they were playing the Mariners. And in the dugout, my, you know, I heard someone be like, "Yeah, this guy's a, a rookie." I was like, "Oh, I have this guy's, you know, rookie card. It's Ken Griffey Jr." Oh, nice. And he and I was so I was just sitting there on the fence. I mean, I could have spit on his head if I was a weird little kid yeah. and just looking at King is like, Hey, good luck getting better. I mean, I, again, I, something I could probably Google and have not is like, did, you know, how long was Ken Griffey Jr stint with the minor league Mariners squad when he was a rookie or maybe second year? I don't even know, but I didn't get to see Griffey and I was stoked on it. And during that same game, Mark McLemore former second baseman, I believe for the angels hit A foul ball that I went and I wish to this day that I could say that I caught it on the fly it hit my glove hit the ground and I picked it up so I did get the foul ball from Macklemore yeah I just didn't catch it on the fly and I'm so disappointed so it's pretty good literally you know 10 11 years old I thought it had it in me I didn't (laughs) I blew it yeah you know minor league baseball
1: is really fun like I've been to Bunch of different ballparks for minor leagues, um, storm many times. And it's just so cool to see all these young guys that you know could someday be huge stars. And be like, hey, I saw that guy. Like you saw Griffey, that's huge. You saw a Hall of Famer when he before he was even in the major leagues. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. I never really, I guess I have thought about it. The fact that I just told the story means it's certainly <laughs> in the forefront of my mind. But yeah. I guess in those terms, it's not something that I'd really thought about. But, yeah, it is pretty cool.
1: He played 54 games in low A. In
0: 89?
1: In 87. In 89, he was in the majors the whole year. Well,
0: I thought maybe uh, he was on, like, an injury stint or something. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was later. Maybe it was, like, early 90s. I think it was an injury stint. Like, he was already a pro. So, 95, he played Well, it definitely wouldn't game. have been 95. <laughs> I was, like, a high school.
1: Yeah. So, it was 87, 88, and then 95 for him.
0: So, maybe it was eighty. Maybe he was eighty-eight. He was in the
1: majors the rest of the, his career. That's that's insane.
0: I thought that he wow. was. Man, I don't know. I'd have now. I have to do some research on this. I don't. He was
1: know. in low A at seventeen years
0: old. Yeah, I mean, well, you remember looking at his rookie card oh, pictures. Yeah. I mean, he looks like he's looks like he's a kid. Yeah, that's why they He looks like he's a teenager. The kid, the kid. He didn't get that from a swing. Got yeah. it. Uh, well, anyway, that's cool, man. So Glad yeah, we have a lot of, we have a lot of talk to I'll be talk the about goals next game. week. Um, every time I go to the goals game, I always hit up Elston, heckle him, and yeah. say, "Here I am. It's nice to see you." I usually try to hit up uh, my buddy Sean, see Cali if, Comfort. See
1: if Bobby's playing Oregon too that day.
0: Oh yeah, you know Bobby when I uh, the last time I think I went to a game, I don't oh, I've been to one game this season. Um, uh, but last time, I don't think Bobby was doing that, yet. okay. So
1: yeah, he only does like a like a game a week or something like that when they're home.
0: Bobby actually had a pretty last night I, I fired off a tweet. Um, I'm I don't I know this is kind of weird, but I fired off a tweet about um, you know what your kind of like guilty pleasure is when you're channel surfing. Um, and mine is pitch perfect. I'm obsessed with pitch perfect. I know this is a little bit weird. What? Why are you looking at me like that? What do you think about Pitch Perfect? What? See, you just can't admit to this Ugh. is greatness. Well, okay, first, that's why I made it my guilty pleasure because yeah. I knew there'd be clowns like you that can't appreciate how amazing it is.
1: I'm going to be honest. I've never seen the movie. However. You do this however, all the time.
0: You you knock something, and then you're like, well, I haven't actually done that or tasted that or drank that or seen that or been there, <laughs> but and you make some crazy comment about it. Yeah. Like, why do you speak poorly of things that you haven't experienced? Because it looks awful. What does, dude? It is so good. If I don't, I'm not even like an actor. What's her acapella. name? Rebel Wilson. Okay, she's not the main character, but yes, Rebel Wilson. I, I just do not find her funny. Well, it's not my fault that you have a small-minded sense of humor. <laughs> <laughs> you know what actually is funny about Rebel Wilson is that uh. I was watching Pitch Perfect. And I, as I was, you know, whenever commercials are on, I, first of all, I don't know why in this day and age channel surfing is a thing. Our old boy Janella hit me up and was like, are you suggesting you still have cable? What's channel surfing? And I then proceeded to make fun of him or something. But uh, I do still have cable and I, I do channel surf from time to time, even though, you know, I've got you know, Netflix and should be streaming everything uh, or sports. But when commercials are on, if I'm watching a movie, I'll flip to something else because I can't handle commercials. And I love to fast forward through commercials on TBR. If you're so, I don't know. It's very rare okay. that I'm like, oh, let's just surf around. But
1: I'm hey, I'm the same exact way.
0: Last night happened to saw Pitch Perfect. Was yeah. locked in. Love it. I love the singing. I love to sing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and I'm
1: noticing a trend here. I like to sing. You got all your oh little yeah, musicals. the musicals. Yeah, yeah.
0: I'm not a big musical. That's what's weird. I don't <laughs> actually like musicals, but I love to sing. <laughs> it's just two of
1: my top.
0: Well, it's like I don't like I don't remember. I don't like tomatoes, but I love ketchup. Yeah. So. I, I don't think that's a perfect analogy, but I feel like it makes sense. Anyway, so I you know, I sent out the, the tweet and uh what something got me on this just now. Oh, it was Bobby. Um Bobby Cressy. He his response back was that um I don't know, I, I don't have it in front of me, but it was his guilty pleasure movie was um Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, um, like Revenge the Ooze or something, <laughs> which I don't think I've ever seen. But I laughed at it. I
1: think that was the uh was that the first
0: Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie? I don't know. Corey,
1: I, Corey I, Feldman did a voice I, of Raphael, I think. Okay,
0: how would you know that ever?
1: I mean, come on, man. I mean, that's
0: a weird thing to know. But some of the responses I got, uh, Eddie, uh, he he said, uh, Anchorman, Forrest Gump, Top Gun, Dumb and Dumber, obviously. Yeah. Willow. <laughs> Willow. <laughs> I laughed at that one. Willow, what about the baby? <laughs> Out of my way, Peck uh <laughs> it's like your fa- your favorite guilty pleasure is willow i don't know why that's so funny groundhog day scott pilgrim versus the world never heard of that have no clue what it is
1: it's uh michael Sarah. oh that's a weird one it's uh it's like the kind of like video game style where he's like fighting bad guys um
0: michael Sarah. what's the juno juno movie what is he that was it was called Juno? Juno? No, oh. he
1: was in Juno. That's a different okay. movie.
0: Yeah, I know, but that's yeah. okay. I was trying to think of the title of the of the movie with Juno in yeah. it. It's yeah. apparently Juno. It was Juno. Yeah, got it. Yeah, I know him obviously from Arrested Development as so I like that kid. Yeah, um, my buddy Liam said Gone in sixty seconds. <laughs> Whoa, which brought me to the next point. Rebel Wilson, Nick Cage. When I was flipping from Pitch Perfect, I flipped over to I had never seen it before in my life. Ghost Rider. Is she in that too? Rebel Wilson is like a punk rocker with black hair, and she's like getting interviewed and being like, "Yeah, this guy's skull—it turned his face turned into a skull and it lit on fire. Took like some terrible little, yeah. you know, blip." And I was like, "Oh, that's Rebel, that's Rebel Wilson. She's from Pitch Perfect." And yeah. I don't know, it was years and years earlier. She didn't much look huh. look much different. So, huh. yeah, who would have thought? Cool. Once once again, turned into a movie podcast. Here a we movie go. Podcast. I did watch Secret Life of Pet with my son oh, on Sunday because movie. he wasn't feeling so hot. Yeah, I saw that. And it is pretty funny. Yeah. Yeah, I was into it. I like it when, like, I don't like it when my kids are sick, don't get me wrong. Yeah, yeah. But I like it when, you know, you know, as a parent, you're always TV time, or, uh, you know, how much screen time are your kids getting? Are you frying their brain cells? And so, I, you know, we try to limit that, but man, on like, it's a rainy weekend, yeah. not feeling so hot. It's like, let's post up on the couch and yep. let's watch some. And that's when I peeled off and uh, watch the Little Tiger Woods. Little Tiger Woods, huh? Yeah. How do you feel about Tiger? Did you see? He's back. I didn't see it. Oh, gosh. I okay. don't watch golf. I, well, this brings up a good point because I am not an avid golf watcher. Yeah. I do. I mean, I golf. I, I did a trip to Hawaii a couple weeks ago, and I did golf, played nine out at Turtle Bay while I was there on Oahu. But I, generally speaking, I don't golf much. And I... When I do, it's in scrambles, and there's usually beverages involved, and so I'm not an avid golfer, but I, I do have a lot of fun when I get out. I had never golfed ever through high school because I was playing in high school. I let it in basketball, baseball, soccer, and football, and track, and so I didn't have, yes, five sports, don't look at me like that. And no, I'm not bragging, I mean, I kind of am, but I'm not really, so I didn't have time for golf. Uh, so when I got into college, though, every, you know because I went to UCSD, Right below UCSD is Torrey Pines. So we would go, we would, you know, we'd walk on to Torrey Pines at twilight, somewhere around like the eighth hole. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't pay. Just walk on and just play, you know, a few holes. And we'd collect um, range balls along the fence there and play with range balls and bring like two clubs. And that way we could run fast if we got caught. Yeah. So no bags, grab a couple clubs, steal some range balls and go. I mean, you're playing in the most picturesque golf course on it's. the planet.
1: Definitely the most like beautiful golf course that I've ever seen. I went to the farmers this last last time it was here. Um, yeah, so I was did there I. We, we missed yeah, we missed each other by a day. I yeah. was there on Sunday. I got to root on my boy John Ram.
0: John Ram. Yeah. Yeah, it was uh, I went out to the to the Tory. It was fun. I saw our friends Christian and Chema. 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 It was good times. They took pictures. Yeah, Christian takes, he most takes of the great Christian. pictures. He does. Yeah. Anyway, Tigers bad I don't know uh, the the reason people are saying that is because, you know, Obviously, he's been hurt so long, but he um. finally, you know, he put on a heck of a performance, mm-hmm. came down the stretch, very strong, ended up losing by a stroke. he left a putt short on 18, which was pretty disappointing, but he played really well. He was super thrilled. And I think it's going to give him the confidence to go crush everybody in the Masters and every tournament from here on out. But it brings me to an important point. So did you used to like golf ever? No. Okay, so you never have. No. Because I've run into some people who I feel liked golf, liked Tiger. I, I, you know, I, yeah, I, I'm i one of them. Peak Tiger days? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's uh-huh. what got them into it. I mean, yeah. Tiger, you know, he sort of drove golf for yeah. the better part of a decade. I mean, yeah. you had other good players in there, but tiger was the driving force i mean any crowd you look at any tournament oh
1: even with know, the farmers like uh when i was there on that saturday he
0: was he could be 15
1: strokes back and was he was insane the amount of people that were following him
0: yeah yeah it's pretty wild so you know i'm able and i think that this is really weird in this unique situation like certainly i don't agree with what tiger did which led to his you know spiraling out in the way that he you know, I don't need to go into everything that Tiger did to, to get there. But, like, let's, you know, I've been a part of many jokes where it's like, you know what Tiger really needs to do is go find some girls. You know, like, that'll get him back to his game, you know, which is you a know, terrible meathead joke to make. But I think that it's interesting to me, the Tiger Woods story is interesting to me, because we, as fans, as consumers of sport, it's so easy for us to compartmentalize in some situations and not in others. So with Tiger Woods, I have found that it's really easier for me to just say, like, hey, guy's a jerk. He did jerky things to his wife and to his kids, and, and I, it's hard to believe that he led this, like, complete double life, ruined his family, lost his golf game, and just spiraled out of control. I know there were injuries mixed in there as well, but everything spiraled out of control for him. And I I can't say that I agree on, you know, his life decisions that he made in those but I am yeah. willing to completely separate and categorize that Tiger as a person and his moral compass and just be like, Oh my gosh, all I want to do is see Tiger be awesome at golf. I love watching this guy play golf and I love when he's in the mix of it. I love the, I just I love everything about it and I, I'm like I can't look away when he's when he's in and he's hot. Yeah. And I just find it so interesting because it's at the same time, when Barry Bonds was doing Roids, I mean Barry Bonds was walking Satan to me. You know, like he's a roid head, freak, cheater, jerk, terrible human, and I hate him more than anything on the face of the earth. Was the way that you know that was sort of my mentality toward Barry Bonds because he had cheated the game, and like you know, okay, so he did steroids to hit better, and Tiger Woods went and ruined the lives of many people, and I'm like, oh yeah, Tiger's good, and then but B- Bonds, yeah, screw that guy, he's the worst person. I mean obviously being on the giants helps the fuel, the dislike. But I do think it is pretty interesting that, you know, I don't know what that says about me as a person, you know, because I think a lot of people probably think this way. It's we categorize these things and we're willing to forgive and forget certain things. Ray rice, he, you know, hits a girl and drags her out of an elevator. I'm never cheering for that scumbag again. I hate him. I hate the Ravens. It was a brutal video. It was terrible. Yeah. And, and, and people, you know, reacted to that, you know, viscerally emotionally you know they and they i can't imagine unless you're some kind of hardcore diehard ravens fan that you would be willing to overlook that you know actually speaking
1: of that like so i remember um when the bills were in the playoffs recently there was with, that thing oj with oj and all those bills fans mm-hmm. and they're just sitting there smiling in the pictures like you know, this is still just the juice yeah, versus. It's the juice. This is our guy, not O-J. the guy who,
0: not the guy who just did a TV like you know mock confession. Oh my god! Did you watch that at I all? Didn't, I refuse to watch it. I that. didn't watch it. I did see some of the comments and a couple of little clips. This this thing, it's just so crazy to me. I don't even I don't even know how to speak to it. That what, I I, uh, I, don't know. I don't want to get into the whole. O-J, but you're no, right. Yeah. It it it's, it it's speaks to way, yeah. yeah. This is a a, a guy who we. All the evidence points to murdered someone and got yeah. off. Yeah. And then, but hey, he used to be on the Bills, so let's get pictures with him and cheer for him. And like, it's very, very bizarre that our minds can do this in some circumstances, but not in others. Like, what yeah. about my mind, you know, made me hate Barry Bonds that much more because he was cheating doing roids and be willing to overlook all the, you know, things that Tiger did just because I want to see him out in the, on the golf course.
1: See, I never hated Bonds. I never hated him. Huh,
0: I didn't realize you were a Giants fan.
1: I, I rooted against him, but I understood that like he was really good at the time, mm-hmm. even before all the roids. Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, just like when all the whole steroids thing came out, like I still didn't. I mean, it's one thing to do steroids and it's another to do what Ray Rice or OJ or any of those guys did tiger he's kind of um i feel like he was more of a uh his personal life was getting out there and i kind of slightly feel bad for him kind of a little bit jeez really yeah i kind of felt a little i i mean he definitely was wrong
0: he made that bed.
1: he made that bed, but it's it's different to be like I mean, it's Tiger Woods, the biggest golfer in the game. Yeah. And all of a sudden. I mean, arguably
0: the biggest athlete in sports at times, you know, like during his peak. I don't know. Maybe that's a Twitter argument to be had right there. But I mean, during his peak, I mean, he was like Michael Jordan, you know. Yeah. And
1: I mean, that's what made golf so popular, really, was Tiger.
0: Mm Hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Hey, uh, do me a favor. Yeah. Cue the music. I'm going to get another beverage and take a little oh, little break in the boys' room. We
1: <laughs> and we're back.
0: Oh, hey. And hey. we're back. Hey. Just, uh, you know, before you make fun of me, I did buy you a beer. And uh, you also went to the restroom, so. Well, yeah. I knew you were going to make fun of me, so I'm just trying to get ahead of this.
1: I mean, I didn't have anything else to do since. I mean, <laughs> you were you just sitting here. I was just sitting, you know, just waiting. sitting around waiting for yeah. old whole McGillicuddy. Yeah. <laughs> much much <laughs> like I was earlier today. Oh my gosh, you're full of it. Yeah. Um,
0: okay, so I think talking about that, uh, you know, kind of like, I don't know, the way that our brains work is we cheer or don't cheer for certain athletes, or um, and I think it probably carries over to even, I don't know, actors or singers or, you know, public figures, people baseball in- Baseball managers. Baseball managers. Look at that lead in. <laughs> I think that is perfect. So Andy Green, you know, he manages a team here in San Diego- called the Padres. So recently, a guy who has, love you, Rick, um, not you, Rick, this other Rick, he has maybe the worst Twitter handle I've ever seen. I underscore am underscore Ricky <laughs> B zero, like the the zero Y, like boy with a zero, 88. I underscore am underscore Ricky boy 88. Um, so, Amazing content that he was able to... Pro, uh, Aquino, I believe is Rick's last name. Rick, uh, love what you put up. Uh, looks like you... It's kind of an interesting way that you phrased the tweet. It was like a, a quote tweet with a... Or a tweet with a picture of a screen grab of... I think
1: he posted it on Facebook. Took a screen grab of that. Of his own Facebook just, post. Yeah, and then he also tweeted, then tweeted it. And then tweeted it.
0: Yeah. So the Facebook post said, Vanessa, I'm assuming his wife, was about to pay for our... And this is uh, tagged in in Phoenix... Which of course, and I guess suggests that they were in Peoria, or in uh, how close is Phoenix to Peoria? I don't even it's know. It's pretty close. Yeah. Um, Vanessa was about to pay the bill for this breakfast this morning, and the Padres skipper Andy Green told the cashier that he was going to pay for our food. When we thanked him for his generosity, he thanked us for making it out to Peoria to watch his team. Awesome guy. Thanks again, Andy. So that was the Facebook. Then he screen grabbed that, and then he wrote on the tweet from. I'm not going to say the handle again. Thank you, Padre Skipper. My family and I are still in awe of your generosity. We didn't want to disturb you and your family while you were eating breakfast, and I'm thankful to have briefly met you. And this went on to get you know a ton of retweets and likes. How cool is that? It's amazing. So this guy, Ricky, not you, Rick, Ricky, Ricky yeah, Aquino, Ricky, Boy, Ricky, Ricky Boy 88. That's who he is. Yeah. I am Ricky Boy 88. He is out. He's eating breakfast with his family, sees Andy Green, notices that he's there, and leaves him alone because he's with his family, which is, like, an incredibly awesome move to do. And I've I've done that move before where I've, you know, seen someone that I really wanted to talk to but wanted to respect their privacy. Yeah. And then I've been the on the the flip, so I've been the uh, hey P Gamo Brady Plop Slob <laughs> Shops guy. So you know I've been on both ends of the spectrum, yeah. and I think each situation is unique uh-huh. on how you decide to proceed when you see celebrities of any sort on if you want to approach them or not. Would you agree? I don't yeah. know. What do yeah. you think?
1: No, you you have to check out the situation. I think if Andy Green is sitting there having breakfast with his family, I, I think you the guy made the right choice by not going up to him.
0: Right. And um, have you ever uh, um, approached anyone, in a celebrity-type person or athlete, when they were out in a boot? I don't think so. Yep. I didn't think I you had it have. in you. Yeah. Okay. Well, this guy didn't. Made the right decision. But Andy clearly must have seen either one. him being they're probably super, wearing Padre I'm gear. I'm guessing it's yeah. Padre gear. But, you know, they're also probably, like, you know, looking, doing the that's andy green oh my gosh um you know people the celebrities they always they know like when you're trying to like sneak a photo of them or they know they're like highly highly aware of their surroundings and and people and so i love that he you know probably noticed them acknowledged them saw they were wearing potter's gear went out of his way to you know pick up the tab and i guarantee he was not doing it to be like i hope they come over and say thank you but like you know, extending thanks. He was probably hoping to skip out of there before they even left. Um, but I'm, I, I don't know. I love it. I think it just speaks to his character and, and, and the way that I think it kind of, you know, going from the Tiger Woods thing to the Andy Green thing. Um, it's, it's a, it's a total, um, double edged sword is not, I guess, um, what am I, what, what's the word I'm looking for? A double standard. It's a double standard because, um, you know, I can look at Tiger's actions and be like, I'm not going to let his actions affect the way that I want to cheer for him as a golfer. Cause if I let his actions affect how I cheered for him, you know, I would probably be booing him and be like, yeah, I hope you never win again. You bum. Yeah. But with Andy green, looking at who he is as a human being, the high character person that he is. I want, I, I cheer for him even more, you know, like I might love the way that he manage manages the team, Um, love the way that he carries himself with the media, but like stories like this, they speak to the true character of who someone is, I believe. And, and, and that is the, the, I don't know if you knew this or not, but I'm an intangibles guy. Yeah. And that's an intangible that, that I think that elevates him so far above and it makes me love him more and want to cheer for him more.
1: Yeah. You know, we've been pretty lucky here in San Diego with the Padres managers. Uh, Buddy was also great. Um, Bochi, I mean, he was great. Uh, so it, I feel like something like this. Too. What
0: about your boy, Pat?
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot he was even here. <laughs>
0: yeah, because nobody cared about him. And yeah. Everybody was fine when he was gone. You yeah. know who else was Padres manager during that time? Dave, Dave Roberts. Roberts. One yeah. game.
1: One game, that's right. <coughs> yep.
0: Yeah, he went uh, went up north a little bit. Decided yeah. to be their skipper and take did him to he? the World Series. I,
1: I, didn't, I didn't hear about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, he did. No, yeah, he huh. didn't
0: get a look here in he San does. Diego. Hmm. Interesting.
1: Never heard of the guy. <coughs> um, but yeah, no. See, like something like this though is, you know, he wasn't doing that for media coverage or anything like that. No, of he course just did not. it out of the good of his heart. He was, he was like, probably he was like, hey, that's cool. They're wearing Padres gear. I want to buy them buy them breakfast.
0: He was probably like. I don't want to say devastated or pissed or anything, but, like, he was probably like, oh, man, I, I didn't want that story to get out. Like Because, you know, he's yeah. been told, hey, this thing's firing up and getting retweets, and I'm yeah. sure that, the you know, Padres' social team is you know, let him know. And I don't know how that works. Obviously, not a part of the social team, but I, I don't know how that works. I would imagine, though, when things like that arise, that they bring it to the attention of, you know, the manager. Yeah. Just like okay. when, when, you know, Ron Fowler makes comments that go viral on on Twitter, I can pretty much guarantee you that...
1: Leadership DNA.
0: (laughs) Oh, very funny. A little uh, little side joke. Um, (laughs) Is that (laughs) Rick, when I reached out to uh, Thunderhawk and said that um, Rick uh, had to reschedule because of his Disneyland trip, that that they already had something booked tonight. And I said, yeah, man, they're already booked. Sorry, they didn't account for you having to go play at Disneyland tomorrow. And he responded back to me, um, maybe you just don't have the leadership DNA to close down the location. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, That's good stuff. So speak- <laughs> the Padres, the social team, the leadership team, um, talk to me about uh, there was some chatter this week, which I thought was, you know what, I'm going to hold my thoughts. Tell me about your thoughts about Jake Arietta and the, the reports of him. Um, potentially coming to the Padres.
1: Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. Like with that,
0: I feel like the Padres should speak
1: internally about pretty much any big name free agent, right? Like, yes,
0: absolutely. This I is mean, like, like the way that it was reported. Do you remember who it was that said it? I don't even remember. Was it John Heyman?
1: I feel like it was him.
0: I don't know. Somebody I'm, I know that I mean, I usually am kind of a stickler on giving yeah. people credit and stuff on Twitter, but I I don't remember who it was. So. Um, they, and they, the, the tweet was, uh, can report that there have been internal discussions about Arietta with the Padres or something. Yeah. And, and um, when I see that, Twitter
1: sphere fear just went abuzz. Yeah, they, right w- well,
0: yeah. I mean, it might be, was a Buster Olney. I don't know. It was somebody, I think Buster recently was talking trash about the Padres saying they overpaid for Hosmer oh, or yeah. something. He didn't know what he's talking about. Um, I think that that kind of thing, it's like, okay, so a reporter calls, uh, let's say, I don't know, assistant GM Josh Stein, let's just throw out a number of that, so they, one of their sources, and says, hey, it's John Heyman. What's up, Stein? I want to know, are you guys talking about uh, Jake Arrieta? And he's like, uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, we've had internal discussions about it. He's a high-profile pitcher that is still on the market, so so yeah. And uh, And then that turns into, hey, Guess what? There's having internal discussions and it's a big deal. Like come on. Like there's no chance that the pod, I mean I don't I don't really know. There's zero like I can't believe I blew hey, it. The way th- I said no chances to the zero chance. instead of zero <laughs> chance. There's This no is a chance. zero chance podcast. Yeah. I mean, Jeez. here's the thing. I wouldn't say there's
1: zero chance because the way this offseason has turned out yeah, I feel it, like anything's possible. Th- yeah,
0: the way that it's played out with Hosmer, obviously, it was John Heyman. It was Heyman. Okay, you yeah. pulled it up. Yeah. Padres already signed the biggest free agent of the year, and now sources say they have checked in on the biggest player pitcher remaining. It's probably a long shot, but they are thinking about it anyway. Like what a fan rag sports and a fan rag, like that. That
1: of course they're gonna check in. it.
0: seriously a, that lacks the how the much b- traffic did that get? That is that lacks. One hundred and eighty-eight likes, eighty-nine retweets. It deserved eight. God, your phone weighs like thirty pounds. <laughs> I know. What is this thing? It's pretty ridiculous. It I is agree. a brick. What? I don't understand. So Why does yours weighs thirty pounds? Mine weighs point <laughs> point three. What? I've never held. Up. I felt like you literally just handed me like a bar of gold. That was. Well, how does that weigh so much?
1: So I have a uh, external battery pack on my phone because. <laughs> Because so it looks like a
0: proton pack. It's in enormous.
1: In my line of work, I need a lot of battery on my phone. I use my phone a lot. And Where are you at
0: right now on battery? Let's do a quick comparison. Uh, Should we uh, behind the curtain a little bit? It is five forty-eight in in the afternoon, uh-huh. night ish. Yep. What's your uh, what's your charge at? I'm
1: at forty-eight percent, but I forty-eight percent with that freaking thing. I haven't turned this on at all. You have to turn it on. Oh, charge. so what if you turn yeah. it on right now? What are you, you know, at? Then it'll charge up to 100.
0: Oh, it starts charging yeah, it? it it's starts not charging s- it. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm so too dumb to even understand this technology. Once I get I just down
1: th- to like 20%, then I'll be like, okay, let's, let's oh, turn let's it on. Oh, let's kick it on. Yeah. Oh,
0: so you've been uselessly carrying this thing around at this weight. You Basically, put that in your yes. pocket. My yes. pants would fall off if I put that in my pocket.
1: It's, it's heavy. It's insane.
0: You want to guess what percentage I'm at right now? You're at... Make it quick. This is not good 55%. podcasting. 55%. 35. Randy Jones, 35. formerly Eric Cosmer. There you yeah, go. special number. Anyway, I do think it's interesting, though, with Andy Green that, like, we're able to – I don't I, – maybe I jump back to Andy Green. I know we were talking about Arietta, but, like, I just don't think that these guys were – and same with Lance Lynn, right? Like, Arietta, Lance <laughs> yeah. Lynn, that's what I thought was funny about this is apparently, and you were the one who informed me about this, is that when the news got out – that Andy Green and and AJ Preller and the Padres were all discussing internally this huge move to get Arietta. They're like, oh, you know who else is a pitcher? Lance Lynn. Like, let I bet Chris they're talking Archer. about him too.
1: They like like, start talking about all these pitchers all of a sudden. That's crazy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think that's insanity.
1: Well, I think they see that okay if there's interest in a free agent pitcher maybe there's interest in a lower free agent pitcher not yeah like I get it I guess I'm, I'm
0: probably being overly dramatic about it especially when you look at what Preller did that first massive offseason and what was that 2015 um now here's the thing like what was would you have been
1: okay if Arietta came here
0: so if Arietta came here I would have thought oh okay well then they're also going to get Lance I Lynn mean,
1: you were making pancakes for him or you were
0: I did make an area out of pancake yeah. that raised some money for charity water, so don't <coughs> knock it. Um, yeah, I actually, if, if they had picked him up, I would have thought, oh, okay, well, they think that we're closer than. And here here's, uh, okay, everyone talks about 2020 and 2021 as being like, that's when we make our run, you know, and we've, yeah. I know, talked about it before as well. Part of me, you know, I, I love the idea, and this is, you know, kind of one of my go to lines is like this, you know, classic Andy Green, classic AJ Preller. You zig when they think you're going to zag, you know, and, 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 you know, you feed this narrative of, Maybe we're building up the foreign system. We got all these young kids. You know, we're just biding our time and waiting for 2020, 2021 to really make an impact. When all the while, internally, you know, these, I mean, you think Eric Osmer is in that dugout right now. Think, you know, at spring training or in the locker room talking to the guys and talking about how, hey, guys, it's just, you know, the, the, the good kids, they don't get here for another couple years, you know, a year or two, maybe the end of the season on some of them. And uh, so let's just chill until then. You know, these freaking guys want to win now. Like the era yeah. of the tank, the age of the Padres tank is done. And Padres Twitter, who thinks that tanking is cool and is into <laughs> it, they, they were all into it last year. That's yeah. fine. I mean, I was yeah. never into it. I was never the tank guy. I'm like, yeah. you put these ball players are the professional ball players, and they want to win. They're not interested in tanking. Andy Green is not interested in tanking. AJ Preller maybe potentially might be a little bit, so we can get better draft picks. Possibly, I don't know. But yeah. done, not now. It's done. When you signed Hosmer, you were done tanking, and and now you, you know you're grooming guys. Guys are showing up and. You know, there's this Renfro or is it who's you know, who's gonna be on the team, who's gonna be starting where? Is it gonna be a Swahe? Is it gonna be Renfro? Is it gonna be Franchy Cordero? Is uh uh what's his what's his name? Uh, P- uh Perella. Per- Perella is P- Perella. I yeah. Right? yeah, I mean these like Everyone is lighting a fire under each other's ass, and I love it. And spring training, they're going off. A lot of them are performing really
1: well, right. too. So there's going to be some tough decisions. To and make.
0: you know what? I'm sure it's easy for people. It's, it's equally as easy to say, oh, it's just a coincidence, as it is to say, that's Hosmer's leadership right there. <laughs> Hosmer comes onto the team, and everybody starts getting Leader. better. Yeah, because he's yeah. got that DNA. But, you know, I, I, I really do think there is something to that, of having that presence. And, like, when you – not only do you send a message to the rest of baseball – not only do you send a message to your fan base, but you send a message inside of that clubhouse. When you brought Hosmer in, when we are, you know, the projected year or two away from even being contenders, who can sniff anybody else's jockstrap in the NL West, all of a sudden you bring Hosmer in, and it's like, hey, we're, we're this whole thing of the tank and this losing, and wait till our time. No, the time is now. Yeah. And 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 I don't think that you know I don't think we're making a playoff run this year, but you know what? I wouldn't be shocked if we did. And that might go down as one of the dumbest things that have ever been <laughs> said on this podcast, and I'm fine with that. Yeah, but I I would not be shocked because you know that's exactly what a team who's un you know they're not expected to do does. I mean, look at Hosmer's teams on the Royals, and I know this is like the worst. It's the anti apples to apples comparison, but you know it was a team that went from nothing to something so fast, and they made it to the World Series, and they failed, and they came right back and won it. Yeah, and I mean that is like most teams they make it they fail and that's their shot for that decade and they've blown it since then you know and like like what what they were able to do was amazing and i think Hosmer was absolutely a key part of that
1: yeah no i i agree with you that the tank is over now like there's they're not going to tank once they sign hosmer and and I would say that it's probably more beneficial to the team for them to make a step in the right direction this year. Start – probably come close, you know, like to I, – I, I okay, let me take that back. They're not going to come close <laughs> to the playoffs. However, I expect them to do better this year than they did last year. It's a stepping stone – yeah, they're going in the right direction. Next year, yeah.
0: And and honestly one of the reasons that I would have been if the you know, even though I thought they were rubbish rumors, you know, if the Arietta thing was real, you know, bring him on, let him be awesome. And if we're not contending, which everyone assumes we're not going to be, and yes, I'm saying we, we collectively as fans of the Padres, I don't believe I'm on the team, leave me alone. But we, as Padre fans, you know, we're watching this team. And if 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 the team is not contending then at the trade deadline, get some more pieces. Get a guy that's okay, he's almost there, but he's not making an impact at the big league level, but maybe he will be in a year or two, and flip him for Arietta. Like, I love that strategy. So, you know, if if he would have come in, I wouldn't have had a problem with it. I mean, obviously, it's all about terms and contract or whatever. Same goes for Lance Lynn, although I can almost guarantee his. Maybe, it is, is my new thing saying guarantee... I I feel like, yeah, instead of literally, I feel like I've said guarantee, Guarantee. I guarantee you this, I guarantee you that, which is so obnoxious, which is why I named the podcast Zero Chance, because (laughs) I thought it was so funny, like, there's never a zero chance in in anything. There's zero chance there's ever a zero chance. Zero chance you can guarantee anything. Zero chance literally is ever the right word to ever use. What? What do you got? I can tell you're so excited to say something.
1: So, see, see, here's the thing with the Royals, too. 2009, 65 wins. Okay. 2010. You looked 67. all the up just now. You're so I did. Good.
0: Look this up. Let's go. Real time. 2011,
1: 71 wins. 2012, 72 wins. 2013, 86 wins. 2014, 89 wins. And then 2015, 95 wins. So there was that continual yeah. growth in wins.
0: A. Stepping stones. Stepping, stepping stones, stepping stones, if you Lots will, you getting a lot of alerts on your phone. They're pretty distracting. Like your phone not only weighs 40 pounds, but it, it has all these alerts and it shakes the table and it blows things up and it kind of bothers me. I feel like you need to work on your phone etiquette, like just silence that thing. Turn off notifications. It's silenced. Uh, yes. Yeah, silence. I always
1: have it on silence.
0: Yeah. But silence is still shaking the table while we're podcasting. Uh, but what if every one of those vibrations came through in the pod? You need you need to work on your phone etiquette, bro. But First of all, don't ever hand a phone to somebody without telling them, "Hey, just kidding. This isn't a phone, it's a brick." Cuz you almost <laughs> broke my wrist when you handed me that thing. You know what's funny uh, about etiquette? I I always get into etiquette things. I was um I was parking in in La Jolla and there was kind of a street that had um like kind of two uh, you know the angled like you kind of pull in um, they're not, it's not a parallel park, yeah, but yeah. it's not no? a straight up, but they're angled parking spots. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: I, am I over no, no, explaining like this? Looked at my I know your phone is blowing up. up. I'm telling you, grow some <laughs> etiquette. Do you even etiquette, bro? Uh, um, so as I'm, I'm pulling, there's an empty spot and it's one of few and I start pulling into it. And as I pull into it, the woman who had parked prior to me, which I didn't know because she had just been sitting in her car, I guess, got out of her car, opened up her door. So I stopped and waited. And then she closed her door, and then as I'm waiting there, I'm blocking all traffic that is coming as I'm going to angle into the spot. She opened the back door, and so I just waited, and I waited, because I'm not going to pull into a spot with her door wide open and potentially clip her car. So I'm being polite. I'm waiting, and there's a line building up behind me, and she looks over and sees that I'm waiting, and she's kind of wondering, like, why aren't you pulling into the spot? Like well, I don't, I don't know because I have a normal sized vehicle and you have left not a normal space to get in. So she then pull, like you know, steps aside, slams the door, crosses her arms across her body, and kind of does like a pouting motion and leans on her car and watches me then pull in as I'm waving like, hey, thank you. You know, I should have. Well, I was gonna say I should have given her the bird. I never <laughs> give it to people the birds. I should have given her the salute. You know, the salute is like the subtle gentleman's version of like. F you, but without effing you. Um, but I, I, I didn't, what, what, what was that? Like the cross arm, and then I parked, and then she opened the door again, which of course prevented me from being able to open my door to get my kids out of the car. So I don't know. What do you think about the parking? Like, does that ever, is that about, parking etiquette drives me nuts? I don't know. This is yeah. a total side tangent. I got about phone etiquette, and you handed me over phone a brick, and I, I immediately thought of this woman that like kind of drove me nuts. It's kind of
1: funny that as you were saying that story, too, I
0: had my arms crossed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she looked, she looked just like you. Were you
1: parking by me this weekend? Uh, no, that drives me crazy, too, actually.
0: Uh, when like people just get so frustrated about like, things that they have no business getting, like, that's calm down, close the door, and let me park, and then go about your business. Like, See, leave me you alone. You were being polite there in that instance. Yes. And then she was you'd causing be like, a
1: huge pileup of cars. Yeah. You'd be like, okay, I'm letting her do her business, and then I'll park.
0: And she you know? obviously wasn't in a hurry because she'd been sitting in her seat. Yeah. She didn't park right in front of me. I would have seen her. Yeah. I don't know. It's this ridiculous. is probably not very good podcasting. Your phone's
1: blowing up right
0: now. Hey, you know what? Ridiculous. Have a little etiquette. Stop looking at my phone.
1: Hey, uh, speaking of
0: what? Speaking of what? Me Et- having to go etiquette? to the bathroom
1: again? Etiquette? I don't know what. Uh, did you see that video of your boy Darren Ravel <laughs> playing My basketball? Boy.
0: My boy Ravel. Holy yeah. Holy cow. Um, maybe the worst um, athlete. Uh, I, you can't even call him an athlete, right? No, Obviously. No. I mean, maybe there's something top. he's good at. But basketball is I mean the poor no. guy has been I think it was poor Zus destroyed him um you know my buddy my buddy Dan Katz big cat he uh he destroyed him in a one on one game as well, and he, I've just never seen another human being look less athletic on a basketball court ever yeah. in the history of time yeah, the way that he like fidgets and flies around and gets all jumpy and and like <laughs> and he's just he's just like he's such a little magoo out there, it's the yeah. funniest thing, yeah. Uh, I, I I know that um, you know I've had a few few run-ins with Ravel over the years, run-ins, and not not like not like bad hacksaw stuff. I mean, Darren he he put uh, you know pancakes that I had made, and they ended up on SportsCenter, so you know no complaints there. But he was at All Star Weekend when I was uh, when I was on Social Hour, and I saw him walk by. I was like, Darren, why don't you come on the show? And uh, and so we brought him on to to Social Hour, and it was pretty funny and we we talked for a while but i mean darren he he's a nice enough guy he is just um he's such a next level dork yeah and you know you know what actually so here's the
1: thing uh seeing him online i can't stand the guy can't stand the guy after seeing him play basketball, <laughs> I kind of understand his online persona now. I'd yeah, be like, he's like, g- 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 I'm like, I get it now. Yeah. I get it. Giggity, giggity. He's it, like, he's he's not like a normal person. No. Yeah. Like,
0: look at those moves that he's doing out there. Like, <laughs> no, humans don't make those moves. No. No. He's they do not, not human. I mean, and uh, I don't know, man. That guy is, I mean, and the funny thing, I mean, like, I just, I love, I do, I give him a ton of props in that he has fully embraced the role of the guy that people make fun of, and he's going to roll with it. I mean, his, his um, the amount of respect, I think that he probably, I mean, respect, I guess I use the term a little (laughs) loosely, but, you know, like people at least gave him props like, okay, you've embraced your dorkiness, your nerdiness, your unathleticness to let you know the barstool guys call you a squid and make fun of you on the regular and you go on their show and it's like it's smart of him it helps his brand that he can be on you know he can be the CNN money guy with Jim Cramer and business and sports and then he can be you know the ESPN ESPN sports reporter and then he can also be the guy that is you know the punching bag for you know barstool and other you know blogging and media outlets that just love to rip on him because it wasn't just i mean obviously he Taylor made that, I don't know, who was even, who was guarding him? I don't know, it was some,
1: I, I have no clue. Uh, Probably
0: some guy from like the and one tournaments that yeah. just has insane handles and just embarrasses everybody yeah. and it was, it was with the, you know, in his old school Atlanta, like his uh, Dominique Wilkins and yeah. Wet, Spud Webb, uh, Hawks jersey, you know, that said Ravel on the back, of course. And I, re- I mean, I remember back in the day, I mean, this is like, you know, maybe a decade ago early Twitter, you know, Darren going out and he, you know, wearing his Twitter handle out at, you know, throwing the first pitch at games. And I was like, this guy's awesome. That's amazing. You know, before I had any clue about, you know, the real Darren Ravel. <laughs> oh gosh. It's uh, embarrassing.
1: Speaking of things that don't get much respect.
0: Me? <laughs> Go ahead. What? You? Okay. So here's the thing. I could keep guessing.
1: I, I don't, after today, I don't ever want to talk about it again. Okay. I'm talking about the
0: machine. Oh, gosh. I See, I thought we were going to go an entire podcast without actually talking oh, about it. I know.
1: I know. We probably should have. All right. I well, feel what do like you have to say? Should, we should address
0: it right now. Okay. What do you have to say? Uh, so you've listened to it. I mean, I've listened spot listens, Bro, your phone is killing me right now. Turn that thing over so I don't see it shaking. Put it in your pocket and have your pants fall down. I don't care. I just don't want to look at it blow up all the time. No one has notifications like that, by the way. You're just blowing up a million times during this podcast. I'm going to blow up on you one right now. Uh, the machine. Yeah. I mean, I've heard, you know, it's garbage from what I've heard. Uh, you know, like, what I mean, during the Padres podcast or Padres, sorry. <laughs> we are the Padres podcast, kind of. Not really. We talk about other things. Um, Padres broadcast during the Padres broadcast. You know, it's fine. It's a, it's a radio station, you yeah. know, it's fine and you know my understanding is that although that there was a weaker signal initially from the 949 to 973 which we talked about mm-hmm. in i believe our second podcast um, they it's they're going to be adding new towers that actually increase their range from what i've heard and so it is going to get better reception and so as far as like you know it's intercom they know how they did it last year they know how to produce a baseball game on the radio so for padres games it's fine and I think the you know the era of like who do you associate you know like the the mighty ten ninety the home of the Padres like I don't think that stations anymore I don't I just don't feel like that's the model any longer like the that that you know your identity is do you carry a sports team you know like I don't so actually
1: here here's a question then if the station that you are a part of. Is kind of viewed as how do I want to put this garbage
0: bathroom talk?
1: Yeah, garbage bathroom talk. Mm-hmm. Do you want to be associated? I like I, honestly. I I know the Padres like kind of don't have a choice at this point.
0: But no, I, I don't I don't think they want to be associated with it. But okay. then but then think about it. I mean, what it, they left. I mean, they had one year at 94.9, right? And then yeah. one now now this is their first year at 97.3. seven three.
1: Third different station in three years. Right.
0: So three years ago, guess who was the morning host on Mighty Ten Ninety? Do you think they wanted to be associated with him? Obviously not. I mean, they didn't. They had nothing. They came out and made a statement saying they had nothing to do with the hire of Cilio at 97.3. So, you know, like. But the I, thing can is, you ever avoid think about um I mean he did the pregame show though at ten ninety, remember? Yeah, the potteries don't hire him. The potteries don't hire the pregame person. Yeah. The radio station does. I mean they have no say
1: over that though.
0: I mean they probably can influence it, but in the yeah. end if they're not writing the checks, yeah. What are they what are they gonna do? Yeah. I mean think about think, I mean I don't I hope I don't mean to get too personal, but like the um Padres Public. It's a website that you started, right? You and some other friends. Yep other bloggers now there were how many how many um different blogs joined Potter's public oh there was a lot so <laughs> eight nine ten who something knows something like that yeah okay so uh, all those guys joined yep. part of your Potter's public yep your name you know, like, and and i think people i don't know at least i associated it with you first because my understanding was you were the one who was the ringleader for it and yeah. so whether that's true or not, I don't it know. Was,
1: it was me, uh, Avenging Jack Murphy, and probably Sackbunk Chris. We were like the three. Okay. Yeah. So
0: the three of you. Yeah. Now, I'm guessing that with 10 different voices, there were absolutely things that were written on your site, posted on your site that you did not agree with and probably adamantly didn't agree with uh-huh. to the point yeah. where you didn't want to be associated with them. Am I correct? That's safe, very safe to say. So I think that if you... Take that and translate it to Padres Radio. Is there ever going to be a station where if the Padres are on it, they're going to agree with everybody that's on it and everything that's said? Did you ever find yourself being associated with people with things other people said, even though you never said them, but because you were a part of Padres Public? Yes. See, I I see your point. So you see your point. So I just like I I just don't think we live in that. Yeah, it would be ideal. I mean, I don't know. What do you want to? what do you want to put them on like uh, yeah. Christian radio and let them, you know, let them just talk about everything's wonderful all the time. And that's, that's our Padres radio station. I just don't think that's a reality. You know, like I don't think that's the, the world yeah. we live in anymore. Yeah. And like no station I, I believe is going to find their identity anymore by covering, you know, at least the Padres. Maybe it's different if it's, I mean, if you're the home of the Yankees, maybe that's different. Massive yeah. market, massive team, huge history huge mar- you know huge city what well, maybe that's different but and same same with with Boston um, so i don't know i could be wrong but i just think i don't i don't put a ton of stock in that the potters don't have control over who everyone they put on the station and and i think that you know they they're going with a better signal they're making a business move and i don't really hate it but i do hate talking about 973 all the time and i'm over yeah. it
1: hey this is the last time we're going to talk about them how about that
0: how about this is the last we time we talk about anything on this podcast? <laughs> are we done? <laughs> are we done yet? Are we done today? No, I, I do think that uh, I do think we're ready to wrap things up. Um, yeah, I think so. Too. I'm excited for uh, I'm excited for next week for us to um, get into some some post goals post Disneyland and uh, we are gonna spring have a, training. We are yeah spring training. That's right. We're gonna have a, a guest this this coming week, but it's gonna be a mystery. I'm not telling people yet who Ooh. it is. Big time guest. I know it's fun just to listen to us, but we get got what a big-time guest coming They
1: on. call a tease in the business.
0: Yeah, I wouldn't know anything about the business, <laughs> but I do love me a good tease. All right, that's it. Thank you guys so much for joining us on the Zero Chance Podcast this week. I'm Brady, and that is Rick, and we are signing off. Have a wonderful week, everybody. Goodbye.